The following episode is brought to you by the generous donations of Laura Pickren, Daryl Delaney, Darren Katzka, Devious Pop-Tart, Irene Viarito, Ryan Royce, Andy Dossett, Danielle Bramhall-Smith, Elizabeth Clark, Eric Whitman, Jessica Smith, Charles Compton, Natasha Rallerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, David Scrams, Dustin Troop, Edvarth Arnoff, Michael Clark, Rebecca Gauman, and Shelby Johnson, as well as all of our generous patrons. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your game master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? Oh, uh, there's been a murder That's at the there theater. There it is. Somebody say the thing. <laughs> Are contractually um, obligated. Yes, there has been a murder in the theater. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we found out that the director who's been collaborating with Eris's favorite playwright has been found murdered in his home, stabbed in the, skewered in the belly. And, um, we are now at the theater that was putting on the, his show to speak with some staff members there to see if they knew anything. Yep. And you were brought in by Verla to take over this investigation because something's going on, something Fishies going on with the Sharn City Watch. Um, mm-hmm. Where they're not wanting to investigate it. Okay. Um, well, where we left off, Marvert, the uh, dwarf sound engineer for the theater, has entered. Um, and Eris has taken up residence behind uh, the theater owner's desk and has offered Marvert, Marvert a seat uh, and called him grizzled. <laughs> so... Um, I, I understand that you all are uh, looking into the uh, unfortunate business with uh, with Billy. Yeah, we've been asked by some interested parties to just take a look, another look, and, and see if we can get a better idea what happened. Um, mm. uh, and she reaches over and takes one of the um, nicer-looking empty journals and opens it and takes out a pen to take notes. Um. You have plenty of crime going on. <laughs> did you, um, did you know Billy? Oh, of course. Yeah. I, uh, I worked on the, the first show that Billy did here, um, and got to know him real well. He was, he was new to town, excited to, to be an actor. Um, and, uh, yeah, good kid, smart kid. Um, so yeah, I don't know why anybody would want to, want to hurt him. Do you have any enemies? Paris hmm. says, mimicking what she thinks of as yeah. police investigators. <laughs> Whatever the, the Eberron equivalent of Dashiell Hammett. Right. She's red. <laughs> um, I don't know uh, if, 
if enemies is the right word. I mean, most people really liked Billy. He was a, he was a good guy, uh, really friendly to most people. Uh, you know, there were, there were people jealous of his success. There were people jealous of, uh, his closeness to, to Luca. Um, so there, there were definitely people that envied Billy quite a bit. Um, the only, the only person I can know of that I've ever seen, uh, you know, raise their voice or, uh, or get uppity with Billy was, uh, Marilyn's mom, Clem, uh, she's not a fan of Billy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's the only person that I can recall. Um, I, and he kind of stops himself for a second and like is clearly thinking about something. Yes. Oh, uh, it's probably nothing. Um, but, uh, Billy recently had some turnover in, uh, uh, Harold, his valet is uh, a pretty recent addition just in the past, uh, past month and a half. Harold has been his valet, uh, before, uh, uh, Billy had a different valet named Eddie. Um, and Billy didn't really want to go into details when I would ask him about it. We were friendly. I wouldn't call us close if that makes sense. Um, like I couldn't tell you Billy's grandma's birthday or anything like that, but, um, <laughs> I, I just know that there was there, uh, him and Eddie didn't part on good terms. Harris is distracted, <laughs> trying to decide if she can remember her grandmother's birthday. I know, right? Right now, Jeff is thinking, Eric, we're close, and I don't know your grandma's name. <laughs> Rude. Okay, what's mine? Grandma. Uh. <laughs> you might be right. That's all I ever called her. Well, Grammy. Mima. Uh, anyway. Um, so I, I know that there was some unfortunate business with Eddie, but I don't know the details of it. Uh, just some reason why Billy wanted a new valet. So, um, but anything else? Um, Eddie said anything about being concerned that something happened that he found troubling. Is it, had he talked about hiring extra security or wanting more protection while here at the theater or anything like that? Mm -mm, no, nothing like that. Um, he, you know, uh, like I said, seemed like a pretty happy-go-lucky type of guy. Didn't really have many concerns. Um, he uh, he spent a lot of time with with Luca. Um, they they were they were their working relationship was very close. Um, outside of the theater, I have no idea what the relationship was like. Um, but I know that they they were talking pretty constantly here. And both of them started spending less time here, I would say. But, you know, Luca is more hands-on than most playwrights are anyway. And uh, once the show goes up, I mean, there's not much for Billy to do while the show's happening. You can't change the blocking mid-show. So. I've always thought that it was really the thing that made theater come to life is the technical side of it. Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, it, without that, it just—it's really just. Well, <laughs> my friend here said it's just people talking, you know, um, without the oh. without the technical side he to looks at Hob. <laughs> to um, Wait, who looks at Hob? enhance it and make it, you know, more uh, like uh, just because I'm never going to get to do it again. Okay. Um, 
I want to use my uh, talk shop talent. Talk shop talent. Yep. Uh, I want to roll mechanics to charm him. Okay. Um, Um, What's the difficulty? uh, Two two purple add a blue. Okay. Hey. (laughs) Three success, one triumph. Triumph is easy. He knows something and he's feeling comfortable. Once okay. I get him going a bit, I'm going to say, so <laughs> I got to ask if I, if I was in your place, I'd be kind of, I'd, I'd feel a little bit betrayed that Luca and Billy were, were thinking about moving uptown. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's, the diamond has always been a stopgap for talent. You know, people that work here a long time, he gestures himself. We've hit our ceiling here, but that's not the way most people want to live. So I've seen plenty of people come through this theater. I'm honestly shocked that Luca has stayed around as long as she has. Um, so I wouldn't say betrayal, sadness um, at, at them leaving. Um Anyone but, feel something more than sadness? Marilyn, on multiple occasions, once word started spreading, made it very clear that uh, she wanted Billy to take her with him um, and seemed very distraught at the concept of, of Billy leaving her behind. Um, Was he going to? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's up to the director to cast, so it's entirely possible that once they got their first show going up at the temple, uh, that he'd call up Marilyn and say, hey, got a role for you. But uh, based on the way that she was acting, Billy hadn't made any promises. Because, you know, there's a different caliber of actor up there also. Um, so I would say Marilyn is better than most that have come through the Diamond, but it's a whole different world in the, in the university district. Uh, and she so- was also close with Billy? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Billy kind of brought her into the diamond for, as, as far as I know. Um, I mean, her, her mother brought her to auditions. Her mother is very involved in her career. Uh, but I have noticed that her and Billy have grown very close over the Do past. Do we know how old Marilyn is? Oh, you, you came and saw the show. She looks to be, um, teens, like late teens. Okay. Um, and uh, Billy, you would know, is would have been in his early 40s. Okay. Um, so, you know, um, they, they were very close. And Billy, or Marilyn's mother, did not seem happy with the nature of their relationship. Whatever that may be. People talk. People don't know anything. Um, but... There was one time that I heard Billy talking to Luca. And I don't know context, like I said. Just people talk, people don't know anything. Um, But I did hear Billy say, if I ever see him again, I'll kill him. 
Uh, it's Billy saying that, and obviously Billy is the <clears> one <throat> on the wrong end of that sentence. But right, but sometimes when you try to kill someone, they kill you instead. That's true. But I, yeah, I guess. No denying it. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I know regarding that, though, is that piece of sentence. I was walking by trying to rig up a sound panel. Eris looks over at Reynard and Hob and Kath and Sana. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Hob, Hob, Hob looks genuinely impressed at how much Eris was able to get from this person. And has no Just nothing further. Slow clap. <laughs> and Hob grabs his hands and says, no, 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 no we, we don't celebrate this. Not in front of the witness. Even very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you could send Marilyn in. Yeah, that'd be, I'll, I'll go let Divis know that you're ready for it. Thank you. I think, I think, I think Hob is legit, like proud of how Eris has just <laughs> fallen into this role that she doesn't know what she's doing, but is making it work. And that's the best part of it to him. <laughs> if she were good at it because she'd worked at it, he'd be like, Hey, way to go. But she's good at it. Faking it. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> Eris has uh, read, has read the right books. Yes. Um, uh, I wish this was a world where I could say Eris has watched a lot of Law and Order. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I'm making it up through that. Surprised Eris hasn't grabbed a pen and started fake like. <laughs> so, um, you know what so your yeah. buddy told me? Your buddy told me. <laughs> he's in there right now with my partner, and he's saying everything. <laughs> um, after a couple what, of minutes, what, what buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you wait, you have a partner? Wait. <laughs> What other room? Like this. <laughs> um, you hear a very faint knock on the door and it opens and you see um, a uh, a human woman. You would put it about 17 or 18 um, entering still the remnants of show makeup on her face. Um, hair a bit messy. She clearly uh, is is in a post-show state and hasn't gone home to clean up yet. Um, and so she kind of looks around and is like, I'm, I was told that um, some people are looking into uh, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have a seat. She shuts the door behind her and sits down. Clearly very uncomfortable. by the presence of five people in here surrounding her. And, um, and not good looking ones either. And, like, <laughs> giants, we've all looked pretty beat and up. A couple, and a couple really big ones. Yeah. <laughs> Reynard looks great. <laughs> For Reynard, maybe. <laughs> um, so, uh, Billy, what's the word? Discovered you, right? Uh, yeah, he, he cast me in, in my first show at the Diamond. We saw you the other day. Um, oh. You were really good. Thank you. Uh, you worried about Billy going uptown? I mean, I guess, were you worried? I, I know it's not... Um. 
really wasn't my first audition in in town and um he was the the only person that was willing to cast me it seemed like and so you know i was i was worried that if he left then um my my career would be in jeopardy and so that um yes i was concerned uh because he's he's a director i enjoy working with You all can feel free to ask for roles at any point or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Well, what what is the insight equivalent? Perception. 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 Okay. Yeah. Would you like to make that role, Hob? I will make that role. Okay. Because I can't imagine that she doesn't think if this has been successful that she's actually going to be destitute when this show's over. If the lead of it of a successful show. Yeah. Um, Okay. So it's going to be a uh, two purple. Difficulty. Okay. And would you like to flip check. a story point? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to flip, flip a story point simply because. Why not? I haven't rolled yet this time around. So. Okay. okay. And so just, just two purple, no setbacks or anything. Yeah. All right. Three, Three success. success. Um, so you can tell that she is definitely uh lying <laughs> like her her concern is not professional in nature with billy potentially leaving but so she's not lying that she's concerned she's understating the nature of her concern yes it, it okay. is very hob to your eyes this is a very practiced and regimented like she has clearly thought about this is the reason that she has been told to state why she was mm-hmm. worried about billy leaving Mm-hmm. I think, so the, Hob's gonna say he's gonna say you the know, concern like, is real on her face. It's just mm-hmm. that she's clearly like this is what I've been told to say. So the lie is that she is concerned. Her the reason she's giving is not truthful, but the concern in her voice is right. genuine. And the reason is she's concerned about future employment prospects. That's the reason. That's what she's, she's giving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I think the Hob's gonna say, uh, you know, I, it strikes me as odd that you would be still scared of your um of your future career now that you've been discovered you're playing the lead in what i'm told is a very good and successful show um so uh, how can he say this without just regurgitating what he learned what i just learned from the role um now i do believe that you're worried about uh, or not worried about, he's dead. Uh, I do believe that you're sad for your for your friend's passing. I do believe that uh, that you'd like justice to be done. But I also do believe you're keeping something from us. Uh, do I need to roll? Something? Yeah, give me give me some kind of social check to get her to to crack. Okay, he's not trying to coerce. Um, or I'll punch you. Yeah. <laughs> negotiation he's not Uh, charming he's not deceiving that's the thing well negotiation is inherently if you're offering her something in exchange for if if there's no offer then it would be just charm um does it violate our family friendly spirit if eris digs around in this drawer until she finds um divis's pack of smokes uh no that's in order to take on the 
That's okay. fine. We'll, we'll put the truth.org warning at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> We've um, had smoking on the show. <laughs> I, yeah. Have we? Not not from a child. Well, Eris, I mean. I know. Well, she's under 21, didn't she? Yeah, that's true. Wait, is Maybe. that the age now? Did they raise yeah, the they, age? Yep, you have to be 21 to buy tobacco products now. That's how unaware I am of tobacco policy. <laughs> well, I mean. I, I was unaware of that, honestly. Well, uh, you're also all well past 21. It wouldn't have affected you. That's fair. I, I think it was just two or three years ago. Um, okay. But yes, Eris can find the, the pack of smokes. While, uh, okay. while Hob is talking, Eris digs around in the <clears throat> in the drawer and finds um, whatever the whatever the Eberron equivalent of tobacco is that um, that Divis has. Uh, and again, because this is what investigators do in the books that Eris reads, um, she pulls out uh, a little sparker that she uses in her artificing and uh, essentially uses a little a little torch to a little settling torch to uh, light the cigarette. Got a pack of Oroch lights in the in the and, door. And, and Huff goes, takes a drag and immediately <laughs> <laughs> are, are you okay? <clears throat> okay, you know what I think you know what I think Hobbs says? I think Hobbs says you have a chance now. To come clean about whatever it is you're keeping uh, from us and not be seen as potentially obstructing trying. You know, uh, I had I had words a minute ago and they're gone. Um, <laughs> I would hate for it to be seen as though you were a party to us, and, uh, a party to making it more difficult for us to solve this murder. Um... And like I said, I just, there's something divine <laughs> telling me that you're not telling the full truth. It's the hardest thing in the world to justify talking after an insight check. <laughs> A little birdie told me that I mean, you're a liar. You can read people. Like you can, yeah. you can tell from her body language and just. But I, I think it really is just the logical thing of it is like, you're not concerned about your next job. Yeah. I believe that you're concerned. You're not concerned about your next job. Okay. So I think I think what Hobb is trying to do is he's trying to move it into the realm of coercion by saying it would be it would be bad for you to be considered as in our way of trying yeah. to solve this by okay. lying. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Or I'm going to punch you. Um. <laughs> is this still average? Yeah. Cuz the the fact that Hobb gets to use uh brawl for coercion checks it's like that's always the the implicit threat is or i'm gonna punch you <laughs> yeah they know it's fair uh okay and it's a average check and here we roll four success wow. one advantage okay um anything in particular you like to spend the advantage on um i think that i would like to hold the advantage Oh, no, I can't target it because it's just one. So just let's just one. boost the next person. Okay. So she kind of starts for a second. Just people, people like to make assumptions and people I don't feel like would truly understand the nature of Billy and I's um, relationships, the wrong word. Um, we're, we're exceptionally open-minded. Uh, oh well, that, this group. See, that, that's exactly the, no. There was nothing needing to be open-minded. It like my mother has always had a hand on the wheel of my career, and 
uh, has always felt that she knew best. And ever since I started listening to Billy, things have started going better. And my mom had some issues with that and didn't like Billy. And the fact that Billy and I were close and would spend time together talking about the direction of my career and what I needed to do, people began to think that there was something else going on and there wasn't. Um, he was very much more like a, a, a father figure to me than anything, but in this industry, yeah. So that's why I try to have a more detached description of our relationship is so people won't talk. Billy going to a bigger theater, a more active scene, he wasn't going to have time for me anymore unless he took me with him, um, unless I was still the star of his shows and still involved. But I'm not stupid. I know that there are plenty of actresses that are at least as talented, if not better than me, especially given the fact that they've been doing it longer. So, um, I don't know. Billy's smart. He's kind. He believes in positive reinforcement. And um, those are things that I enjoy having in my life, and I'm going to miss them. <clears throat> I'm going to flip a story point. At this point, the door comes flying open. And you see um, a upper middle-aged woman um oh. probably in her late 30s um come in and look around at all of you and then see Marilyn and what are you doing and she <sighs> comes over and grabs Marilyn by the wrist like they were just talking about Bill. I don't care asking, I don't know <coughs> asking questions that's all I don't know who you all are and I don't care good day um, oh and she what? walks out and slams the door behind her okay, oh, so Mama Rose. time I mean, I didn't have could, time to get between her and the door. Um, give me a an athletics check against a middle-aged woman. What? <laughs> <laughs> athletics against her coordination, which would be two. Purple. Pretty good about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think five success, one threat. Okay. She, um, she doesn't like you. Yeah. Um, she is Bette Midler and Gypsy. Uh, a stage mom? Come on, Gypsy. Yeah, I, I mean, I know what it is. I just, I'm not familiar enough to. Sorry, okay. I didn't hear what you said. I was trying to think about the threat, Trevor. Um, I said she is Bette Midler and Gypsy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, of my, one of my less favorite um, Mama Roses. Um but it'll anyway, be wrong. Um, hey, I think Patty's was solid um, and a much better interpretation of the show. Anyway, um, <laughs> pardon me while I check my watch <laughs> in a very exaggerated fashion. Uh, the threat, uh, as soon as you are in her way and she sees that you're in her way, she starts talking very loudly, uh, saying, Divis, one of your goons is in my way. Um, actually, I'm a self owned goon. Thank you very much. <laughs> Like I said, I do not care. Please get out of my way. No, he's going to say, we are trying to get to the bottom of a murder. 
And so now you have involved yourself in this. Can I ask your name, please? I cannot reiterate how little I care about what you're doing here. Hob shuts the door. I mean, she starts yelling for somebody to come help her. Fine. Um, so obviously, uh, it's going to take Divis a minute to get here. So what would you like to do? I mean, she... I mean you must be Clem. How do you know my name? And she then looks at Marilyn. We're investigators. She says, taking another drag. Yeah. And, and, and Hob just goes, <laughs> we might know a lot. Well, I don't know. I accent that one. <laughs> I like, can also be very clear that Eris is holding the, holding the cigarette entirely wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a full fist around. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that wrong. Like a child with a straw. <laughs> um, it would have to be a gigantic cigarette. That's how they do it there, man. He's a big teeth league. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, she's just trying to get out of the room. Um. You may think you know a lot. Once again, I do not care. When was the last time you saw Billy? <clears throat> Alive, I mean. Are you members of the Sharn City Watch? We're investigators. So I have no legal obligation to talk to you. Uh, and we I'm are consulting detectives, thank you. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. That's what we are. We're working in conjunction with the City Watch. If you would like, we can get our, uh, our, our contact detective to come down here and make you comply. You are more or, than welcome to or talk show up to your detective and get a warrant to bring me in to speak. Until you do that, you are to stay away from me and my daughter. And she's Jeff going to having... try to physically push past you, Hob. Oh, let her try to push me then. So are you going to push roll? against her? No, I'm just going to not move. <laughs> um, okay. Um, she is going to make Watch a her melee succeed. attack. Watch her just push me down. <laughs> so two purple. Um, no, wait. two green. Um, I'm going to flip a story point. Change what are you having point. her roll against? It's a melee attack, so it's two purple. Okay. Um, I mean, th this could very well end up using a maneuver to aim. Getting shoved. <laughs> one success, one advantage. Hob, she punches you in the testicles. Um, wow. You said she was going to try to push me out of the way. No, I said, no. I said she was going to try to push past you. She did that. Hob refused to move. So she made a melee attack against Hob. I mean, Hob's not going to punch her back because he killed How her. much damage does that do, out of curiosity? Does, is Hob um, actually hurt? Oh, it's... Th no, three my soak th took it. Yeah, three wounds. But narratively, you got punched in the balls. Right. Yeah, but it hurt exactly as bad as mechanically. So he goes, all right, come on. That's just <laughs> unnecessary. Okay. Um. And he says... I don't know why you're so dead set on us not finding out who killed Billy, but it does seem weird. And he opens the door and he says, we'll come back with that warrant if we feel it's necessary. Suspicious, even. She well, it's because she knows. And as, and as the door is closing, you hear Ab go, she clearly did it, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> why do people, why do people do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. 
You're right. Eris wads the whole pack up and throws it in the trash. <laughs> no, I don't think that's funny. He's he can he's rich. He can buy another pack. No, I don't think we sit here and have our conversation about what just happened in Divis's office. So I think it might be time for us to head back to the four sales. What do we you guys could say? go. <clears throat> we could go uptown and talk to uh, Luca Ciara. What what time is it now? I mean, it's the it's at. I mean, it's probably around. It's gonna be getting 10, late. Ten thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Should we relay what we've learned to Verla? You know what? That might actually be the best use of our time tonight, and uh, get started with with Luca and Mandiron and the apartment tomorrow. So Verla did, uh, for point for purposes of contacting her after hours relating to this case, did give you her personal address. Do we all five show up at her house? I think we do. Unfortunately, <laughs> Kath and Son are the only two that have the sense not to. Yeah, Kath and she Son uses a like, she uses a communicator, right? Oh no! Didn't she have a watch communicator last time we met her? Yeah, because yes, you she, hacked it. Yeah, when she's yeah, uh, when she's on on duty and stuff. So you could try uh, to ping her radio. So probably not at home. Yeah, she might have okay. it turned off. Um, so, um, her um, her house is in Forge Light Towers in in Lower Memphis. She has an apartment in Ural's level of town. So, um. So it's very close by. Uh, so yeah, you are correct. Kath and Sana uh, take their leave and head back to the upper part of the city to uh, their parents' house. Um, and yeah, the Forge Light Towers is a apartment building. Not nice, pretty dingy. Um, it's, it's in your neighborhood, so what's to be expected? Um, you all go up to her door. She lives on one of the middle floors. Um, and presumably knock, uh, and she answers and, oh, um, hi, uh, go and come inside. Come, come on in. I didn't know you'd be coming by. Uh, and Verla, lovely place. Uh, the sarcasm is not welcome or necessary, Reynard. And no. now is where Trevor tells it's her everything we nicer learned. nicer than yours. <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, it's it's pretty messy. Like, you know, it's uh she lives alone. She kind of, you know, it, she's not at home a lot. Um and uh so the house isn't picked up or or trench coat and fedora yeah. hanging by the yes, wall, by yes. the door. Uh decoration is not something she seems to care about or want to spend time on. Um Does she quickly close a curtain over a murder board for that one case she can never solve. <laughs> no, not not yet. That's that's only if you all fail this uh this this adventure. Um so what's up? We went to the theater. <clears throat> Which one? The diamond. Okay. So find anything out? Yes, we talked to two very uh Interesting individuals. Well, three, uh -huh. I guess. Well, but we also I... talked to Divis. Was he interesting? No. Mm. Or three interesting individuals, and at <laughs> least two that were less interesting. Yes. Look. 
and what did you find out? Who did you talk to that was interesting? We You're here, so I assume you have something. Well, I... Tom wants to ask her to to do the warrant, or at the very least for her as a cop to go and talk to, but there's Bob would like other to press stuff charges to... for being physically <laughs> assaulted. Oh, what? I... No, he wouldn't. Aren't you... Never mind. I oh, you should almost, have seen the one who hit him. <laughs> I almost encouraged you to do crime. I've been spending way too much time around you all. Um, <laughs> I, you know, there's no. We don't need to. I, we know you know what that I, Marilyn, I, what's I'm gonna do. Yeah, she punched me in the balls, and I was fine. So move on. <laughs> Marilyn Timer's mother, Clem, Clem, really, really, really did not like Billy. Really, really, really did not like the fact that people were still trying to figure out who killed him. Also mm. that. Which is not uh, the truth, but it's how Hobbs <laughs> choosing to read it now. <laughs> huh. and, the, and the daughter seemed very close to him. There, there was some indication in the files that Marilyn and Billy had a relationship of some kind of nature. Um, and yes. uh, it actually, the go on about how she described it and I do I I tend to believe her it was a fully platonic almost parental relationship which to me could read as jealousy mm. on the part of the mother that's that's yeah possible. it was like he was doing some of the job of manager and the mom didn't like him taking on that role mm. hmm interesting so I mean but Does it seem like she, does it seem like that would be motivation to kill him? Oh, I, I, I looked right in her eyes. She's a murderer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hobbs standing in front of a door was enough for her to punch him. So her, her threshold for violence is at least, you know, moderate. And feudal violence too. She had to have known that was going to do nothing. I believe that it would be in... The interest of full diligence to to speak with her, and she does not seem to be interested in talking with us. At least, not without. Do we know anything a about that from you? Do we know mm. anything about that family? Are they well connected? Important? No. Um, based on research that we were able to do regarding uh, the Timer family, um, father was killed in the last war. Um, and uh, was a Chiron soldier, so there's no, uh, I mean, with, with the fall of Chiron, there's no kind of support system for widows of soldiers that were killed. There's no government to provide that uh, for, for widows. So um, her and Marilyn, their only child, moved to Sharn, trying to start a new life. Uh, Marilyn showed a, um, at least a capacity for the theater and uh, based on what we can tell, kind of trying to put things together, it seems like Clem has really pushed her into the world and has been very much her driving force. Um, but, I mean, I guess you could classify them as Chiron refugees at the end of the day uh, who came to the city because they had nowhere else to go and are trying to make a life for themselves here. Do we know where they live? Um... Yes, we do have an address on file, and she kind of walks over to a table and starts 
kind of it's just papers like no yeah. organizational system just uh shuffling through uh the papers on the table no um, organizational system visible to the outside yes yes exactly <laughs> um yeah they uh she kind of pulls up the paper and lets out a a regrettable sigh um they live in high walls which Eris, you would know um that's the refugee like uh the colloquial term for it is the refugee slum that Cairo refugees high, high walls. walls yeah that basically that's the only only part of the city that sharn was willing to let organized uh community form um so um it's it's a very insular community um like self-sufficient most of the trade and services are internal uh so even somebody somebody like Eris may be viewed as an outsider coming into that community because she has a life outside of the district and also um city council the war is over but you know we're in a cold war state uh in Eberron in general um people are just waiting for it to break out so an entire district uh with former citizens of another nation populated together uh there are guards posted um round the clock in in the district as well so it's not a good place uh hmm. basically right <clears throat> so um yeah we do have exact residential address for them i can give that to you all so you can go uh down there uh, just don't expect friendly faces um a lot of people that have lost a lot there well i've got what he needed so but if you if you all do want and you want me to um i obviously the nature of what we're doing here i can't bring her in or get an official warrant uh because that would raise a lot of flags but when you all go to if you all decide to go to talk to her um i can come with um to provide the legitimacy um if you need thanks yeah I, I, it's clear that that's what is needed so to us you weren't there I understand. yes <laughs> well she asked for it she did she did like <laughs> she has no one to blame but herself so uh is there anything else that you all need um I have tea, tea wine. I, I, I don't know what to offer people. Cucumber people don't come over. Sandwiches. Um. <laughs> Wait, didn't we learn something from the other guy too? Who did he say he was going to kill? We don't know. Uh, yeah. He was talking to Luca, but we didn't right. get. We don't know okay. who the. So we would need to probably ask Luca about that. Oh, yeah. uh, yo. Oh, you want to take it, Trevor? Sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to start feeling saying that. Um, we did learn that he's definitely been in pretty serious conflict recently with someone, but we can't quite pinpoint who. We're hoping to figure that out with a little bit more um, talking with folks. What do you mean? 
He was overheard in a conversation with somebody else saying, I'm going to kill him. Now, of course, who hasn't said that hyperbolically? But a dispute, a dispute. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. That's a good lead a thread to pull on. Um, okay. And who told you that? Oh, what was his name? I didn't. That's the one uh, name I didn't write down. Marbert. Marbert. Marbert was the sound technician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the sound tech for the theater um, hmm. who had been interacting with everyone during the... Uh, preceding the run of the show. Show. Okay. Show. 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 <laughs> show. Okay. Well, that's that's a good, a good catch. You know, it, it, honestly, though, it's all technicalities because clearly Clem did it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like we Hob doesn't say that. I feel like we didn't sufficiently... Investigate Divis. Mm. I feel like losing his his director and writer is a bit of a motive. Yeah, and I guess Lucas Star was on the rise since teaming up with Taylor, so this could potentially set her back. He was quick to put us on to other people, and uh, I, I got no problem admitting I certainly fell for it. <laughs> We can always go back if we need to. Oh, shoot. We didn't tell any of them not to leave town. You always <laughs> got to end it with don't leave town. <laughs> oh, God. no. We blew it. We'll never solve this one. <laughs> They're all gone. <laughs> Divis, Clem, Marbert, and Marilyn are all, <laughs> all They're the sharing first. a train car. They're all the first, on a train out. <laughs> the first train to Zendrick. Uh <laughs> Okay. Um, anything else for Verla? I got nothing. Uh, were we going to set a time to go talk to Clem? Or do we need to do that later? Or? Nah, fam. I'm going to roll some dice to find out when it's most inconvenient for her. And then that's when I'm going to go talk to her. For Verla? No. For, for, <laughs> right for now. Right now. <laughs> No, was Verla, Verla was offering to come with us or just to actually get a, an actual document from the Sharn? No, she said she what? couldn't get a warrant because obviously right. we're, you're trying to do this investigation off the books. This so. is extrajudicial, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, you would need to establish uh, when you all want to go talk to Clem and then let Verla know. Do we need to do that before we talk to Luca? Or should we talk to... Um, I kind of think that we should talk to Luca first and maybe even see the, see the apartment. Yeah. That works. Okay. So are you all calling it a day there? I think so. I think it's, I think it's time to call it an evening and reconvene in the morning to go. Okay. So, um, yeah. I mean, where, where do you all, do you all just head home? Harris can drop everyone off at their various places. And yeah. Harris goes over to High Walls. Oh, okay. So 
Um, She's going rogue. <laughs> okay. Going. So, um, <laughs> Eris, you're able to uh, drive um, or ride in fly in, in Tasha as, Travel. Uh, as, as Tasha flies you. Um, it's uh, in Lower Tavik's Landing um, is where High Walls is. Cool, um, cool. Um, that, that place has been good to us. Yep. Um, so, um, bit of city history that Eris presumably would be somewhat aware of, given the, the current nature of High Walls. Um, after the destruction of the glass tower in Sharn, where an entire tower was brought down due to Ondarian sabotage during at the height of the war, um, Sharn City Council became paranoid about a repeat incident. And so High Walls became a, um, it was a residential district. It was converted into a district to house suspicious residents or travelers, uh, essentially uh, a prison camp for foreign nationals is what it became. And now that the war is over, it has shifted into, uh, into refugee housing. Um, but all of the other, like, like you have to fly Tasha in because all of the bridges connecting this to other parts of the city are sealed by massive spellbound gates and guard tower guard stations. Cool. Um, so, um, they are able to open the gates when they want to, um, which during the day they often will, but they do close the gates at night. So, yep. Cool. Uh, so, uh, you're able to fly. Are you, are you going, is Eris going to get out of Tasha and walk around high walls? Or are you just going to do a flyby? Well, uh, she'll have to, well, no, I have an address. Eris will fly yep. as close to the address as possible. Okay. Um, and then walk up. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the gates are shut at this point, but, um, flying by, you see the district is fairly quiet at this point, you know, shops or sh stalls are shut down. People have gone home to be with their families. Um, and, um, it's, it's a rundown part of the city. It's, um, a lot of the, uh, buildings are in states of disrepair or, um, you can tell have been actively vandalized. Um, like a lot of window holes boarded over, things like that. Um, and yeah, you can see a, a small building that presumably has a lot of uh, small apartments in it. And that is the, uh, the uh, outside of the, the room number, uh, the yeah. address that you were given. Um, it doesn't look to be crumbling. Like it is a building with a roof uh, being held together. Um, but clearly like, yeah, it's uh, you, you live a much more well-appointed and well-off life than whoever lives in this building. Yep. So. Yeah, that kind of sinks in. And then Eris um, will go in and knock on the door. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, yeah, you, you walk up to the door um, and it's, there's quiet for a moment and then you hear um, some footsteps and um, the door kind of cracks open a little bit and you see Marilyn um, her like half of her face. And as soon as she sees you, she kind of starts and like 
doesn't shut the door, but definitely she was going to open the door and then like stops and closes it to where uh, Eris cannot be seen in the Harris apartment. Kind of got her hands in her pockets, in the coat pockets, and heads a little bit down. Can I? Can I help you? Yeah, I um. Uh, I thought I should say, um, um, I'm sorry about how that went, uh, and I didn't quite mean it to turn into that, and, uh, I was probably being, um, kind of a jerk. It's okay. I, uh, I'm sorry about my mom, uh, but if she knew that you were here, it would be bad for both of us. So, um, thank you. I, um, um, well, I thought I should, um, we'll probably apologize to her. Oh, um, Okay. Um, and I mean, you didn't invite me. It's not, you know. That, yeah. You want to tell me to go away really loudly uh, for her benefit? Is that will that help? No, I mean, I'll 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 go get her. Um, just wait here. All right. And she pulls the door shut, and you then, after thirty forty five seconds, uh, the door swings open, and you see Clem standing there. Can I help you? Uh, I'm sorry about earlier. I didn't, um, we just, it's a, it's a job, you know, um, we're just trying to, uh, we're just trying to make, you know, make a living and, um, this is a job we were offered, uh, that, might possibly put us in a, a bit of a better position. So we were just, we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And I know that we didn't exactly go about it in the best way. Um, and, uh, I didn't really get a chance to ask, you, you know, since you've been, managing your daughter's career you know you know a lot of people in the theater and i didn't know if you knew uh, anything that would be helpful anyone that might have had a had a conflict with 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 mr taylor um any go ahead and give me a um a charm check. Two purple. Um, oh, I'm on the wrong page. Sorry. With. Um, one boost and one setback. The boost for Eris is clear sincerity. The setback for the circumstances of earlier today. Oof. Um, boy, I wish we had more story points. Uh, 
I could spend one if you want. Or <laughs> I don't. Nope. I don't want you to do that. That would be bad. You can spend one, and I'll I'll spend one soon. Yep. I'm gonna spend one. Here we go. <laughs> hey, wow. I didn't. I sh- <laughs> and Unreal. the yellow that I bought came out blank. Yep. Unreal. Wow. One success and two threat. She takes a sharp inhale through her her nose, like trying to maintain composure. I don't know if it's at all beneficial or maybe detrimental, depending on her opinion. Eris's jacket is clearly Chiron military. Eris has okay. the right accent. Like, um, this is not Eris's goal. Eris would feel yeah. super dirty trying to use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Philip does not. Um, no, Philip doesn't. No. <laughs> um, yeah, she. I appreciate your apology. And I appreciate what you're trying to do. Everybody in the city is trying to make a better life than the one that they have had. I. In regards to um, Mr. Taylor, his dealings, his goings-on, and what ultimately led to his untimely death, I know nothing. I did not like him, I did not associate with him, and I did not keep tabs on him. That's what I have for you. I know it's not satisfying, but... That's all I can offer. Now I would ask, and this is the two threat, I would ask that you leave me to attend to my daughter. Good night. Sorry, Eris was is not being quiet this long. This is Philip trying to work out if there's any yeah. any way I can turn yeah, yeah. this turn turn this situation at all. Probably there's not. Um trivia but uh eris kind of starts to turns uh what where were y'all where where was you where were you from oh you're gonna make me figure out chiron geography on this (laughs) she takes like takes a beat to consider shutting the door in your face but her eyes linger on your jacket for a second we lived in Seaside. It was in, um, it was in Learrington. Uh, hmm. um, Dad served out of Calizot. Hmm. Or, well, sorry again, and thanks, I guess. Your apology is accepted. Eris shuffles off. Once once it is clear that Eris is not going to continue snooping around outside the door, she shuts the door. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, then? there's nothing useful I can do here. Eris goes home. <laughs> um, there would be no good in surveilling this hallway. Would not. Okay. Um... 
So, um, yeah, you, uh, Eris heads home. Yep. Okay. So next morning, convene at the four sales, presumably. Um, so, and we'll call it there. Um, (laughs) come back for day two of the investigation. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to be a part of the conversation surrounding this episode, you can find a link to our discord on all of our social medias at the geek Pantheon, Twitter, Instagram, uh, our Facebook group, the geek Pantheon. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the geek Pantheon, uh, where I put up DMing videos and D and D fifth edition reviews and things like that. And we have another actual play on the channel, Kyber shards GM'd by Philip also set in Eberron. Um, and we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Geek Pantheon. Uh, if you want to support uh, the shows uh, that we do, uh, feel free to head over there, find a tier that works for you, and join our Patreon community. Uh, that's all. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I've been your Game Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time.